let's stand up and let's read God's word. One, two, three, go. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 to 23. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Lord Jesus, we we thank you for allowing us this time na magkasama-sama kami despite the busy schedules, despite the increasing workload as the year comes to an end. You've allowed us to have this freedom to gather, to sing songs to you and to worship and to read the word and to study the word. Allow our hearts to be open, ready our minds, and allow us to see Jesus Christ. And kung meron ang hindi to Lord na may pinagdadaanan, who is uh, distracted or who is um, facing anxiety, would your right And so, as we look at yung passage natin ngayon, we're going to be exegeting Romans 1, but as we exegete it, we will also look at certain things that are true of you, that are true of me, that are true of the world, and most importantly, that is true of God and who He is. So, number one. Next slide, please. Sabi dito, for although they knew God, they neither glorified. Can everybody say glorified? Okay, uh, at the heart of Romans 1, at the heart of the book of Romans, at the heart of the New Testament, at the heart of the whole Bible, is this thing called glory. Uh, ano itong glory na ito? Uh, when we say glory, this is the greatness, the weight 
importante yung existence o isang bagay. Now, it's objective. Ano ibig sabihin doon? When we say something is objective, it's independent of us and it exists whether you notice it or not. Glory is objective. All is subjective. Uh, I remember before, nung elementary ako, nag-visit kami sa National Museum. Sino dito nakapunta sa National Museum? Okay, lahat tayo. Pero how many of us, uh, when we saw the paintings, you stood there in awe of the genius of those painters. Na nakita mo ano yung pinagagaling niya, ano yung background niya. Na yung paintings nito, they had social meaning and social implications. Many of us, elementary tayo, pumunta tayo, tumingin tayo, and all we could say is, kailan po tayo uuwi? <laughs> kailan po tayo aalis? And yet, these paintings are in, of themselves glorious. They reflect the glory of their times. They reflect the glory of the genius of the painter. But to those without eyes, it does not create awe. Pero kung ikaw, okay, medyo college ka na, nagdumaan na sa Philippine history, and may appreciation ka na kung anong maganda, at ano yung profundity sa buhay, and you look at those, all of a sudden, the glory doesn't change. Ano nagbago? Yung? Oh, the objective glory of the item did not change. What changed? You. How you saw it. How you appreciated it. It was you, the subject, who needed to grow in appreciation. Now, similarly, as sabi dito, although they, tayo, the human beings on this earth who God created, the new God, we knew God, we neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. Ano sinasabi dito? We did not treat Him accordingly to the glory that He had. Yung subjective element, we got it wrong. Now, when it comes to all, there are five or six things that I want to share with us. Number one, all is everyone's lifelong pursuit. Uh, I don't care kung ikaw ay nandito and you're in your mid-twenties or you're in your nineties, mawala namang nineties. Um, but the moment that someone is born into this world, we are automatically captivated, captured, and drawn to things that are glorious to us. Um, nung nakaraan, I was visiting yung pamangkin ko. Uh, he's a two-year-old. And mahilig siya manood ng dinosaurs. Uh, I know if you share the same fascination ng bata tayo, uh, but for me, it was just Barney, the, the purple dinosaur. And favorite yung mga kata niya, diba? Barney is a dinosaur in our imagination. Um, pero siya, uh, weirdly enough, dun sa kanilang uh, TV, he was watching a YouTube video of these dinosaurs, and hindi lang si Barney. Apparently, it was a wide range of yung mga triceratops, T-Rex, or iba niya pa kung ano sila. Um, and, and, and he would just look at it, smile, imitate, and... and uh, kung ano sabihin ng narrator, kukulitin niya. So for example, kapag yung T-Rex nag- Gansya, ah, oh! And it's cute if you're two-year-old, pero if you're twenty-year-old, ginawa mo yun, medyo weird. Um, and when you turn off the TV, yung tingin niya sa'yo, ay, ito yung bagong pelinyo. Iiyak siya. And he's gonna, he's gonna come at you, papaluhin niya yung legs mo, until you give the remote and you give it back yung, uh, yung channel na yun. That's a baby. But that baby is captivated by something he likes. 
simulate the greatest joys and the deepest sorrows in us all. Um, I don't know about you, pero if there is something in your heart that you feel, if I don't have this, my life won't make sense, then let me tell you this, that is something you are in awe of. And why people are depressed, why people are angry, it can be traced back to this. Um, there's a story of a particular girl, uh, Christian chat, the Luapi Chisapasi and Sandy Pastor. Uh, I know that Jesus loves you, but what good is it if not a single boy wants to go out with you? Now, bakit ganon? Uh, she said that she knows that Jesus loves her, but the next thing that she said is, when not a single boy wants to go out with you, it nullifies the joy that she had in Christ. Aha, her joy is in romantic relationship. Her awe is in romantic relationship. And if you and I are given the object of our awe, I mean, uh, we are in a good mood and we're willing to tell others about it. But we, when we don't have it, there's resentment, there's pain, there's scorn, there's dissatisfaction. And really, if your mood is easily changed by something, it's primarily an all issue. You're not enamored by such things. Now, why does this thing called awe have so much power over us? Well, simply because God created us with an awe capacity. Um, on, a, on the physical side, maritime mata. And when we look at different things, we appreciate color, depth, texture. And isn't that the reason kung bakit? Kapag nakikita ka na isang maganda o guwapo sa gym, biglang lumanang yung mata mo. At napapapray ka, Lord, is this the one? Kasi all of a sudden, all your senses are engaged. Nakikita mo siya, nakakamoy mo siya, narinig mo siya. And you are captured, your attention is grabbed, and you can't pull away. Now, of course, under your physical senses, the physical capacity for all, but how about the emotional capacity for it? Hindi ba totoo na for us, napakadalit na yung heart? would be so attached to an object that sometimes you just think about that particular person or thing or event na hindi lumili pa sa isang segundo na hindi siya sumasabi sa isip natin. Not only do we see all, we experience all and we're given the faculties to enjoy it. And saan naman kasi God created an awesome world. I mean, look at the person next to you. Di ba awesome siya? Are there times when you see a particular person and you find a particular quality, when you do more, when you service niya for the Lord, then pwede din yung simple sensitivity niya. And all of a sudden, you know that there's something you like about this person. Of course, hindi lang in a romantic way. And then there comes the sceneries. Pag nagbabakasyon tayo, bakit na lang gusto magbakasyon sa mall? Bakit gusto natin lang magbakasyon sa beach, sa mountainside? Because all of a sudden, there are things in the world that you don't usually see, but then you get exposed to them, and you get to taste and enjoy them a little bit better. You see, this world, from the mountainside to the humans in it, even to the animals, to the events in it, 
this awesome kid in Paul named Spider-Man, and God made it so that you and I won't have dullness, but so that you and I can introduce them and say, this is wonderful. Now, when we look at the world, yes, it is made by God to be awesome, but the only reason why it's awesome is because it's meant to point us back to God, our Creator. Um, the world around us. Yung mga puno, um, photosynthesis is started because of sunlight. And without photosynthesis, there can be no food. Yung katawan natin, hindi tayo metabolize rightly if we don't receive the right amount of sunshine. Did you know that? And then you realize that just like the sun, God gives light and life to everything. And without Him, there can be no food for us, there can be no meaning for us, there can be no want for our hearts. Kapag naman pumunta ka sa ocean at nakita mo yung vastness niya, it spreads from east to west as if it has no end. All of a sudden, you have a wonderful metaphor for the God in whom all things are but a drop in a mighty bucket of the ocean. And so you and I, we get a grasp of who God is to the world around us. The theologians would call this Natural theology. Black it out. Because when we look at the world, it screams the attributes of God. It speaks of Him. That's why Paul says that since what may be known about God is plain to us, because God has made it plain to us. Paolo, how did God make it plain? Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power, His beauty, His majesty, His awe-inspiring attributes, divine nature have been clearly seen. And so, when it comes to us, not only do we have the ability to experience all, this was given by God, so when we experience it, we would look to Him, the source and fountain of all things. So, kung nandito ko ngayon, and you feel like life is dull, perhaps the issue is not, in, not first and foremost na dull yung mundo, but maybe that you don't have eyes to see your eyes are closed to God and are blinded towards Him. Now, when we're blind to the awe of God, that means we're open to other things. When you look for all, will shape the direction of your life. Uh, kung ikaw, ang all mo is the way that people regard you. Aba, pagdating sa work, at may nagsabi sa inyo, baka naman pwede gawin na to. Ah, kasi ako, sa ilang gawin yung bagay na to, for my personal life, And so, I want to transition to the next part of our, of our discussion, which is 
if you and I have a misplaced awe, not only will it ruin the direction of your life, it will keep you perennially dissatisfied. Halapin mo at halapin. But at the end of the day, you will realize as Solomon found, vanity of vanity, everything is vanity. Kasi when you come face to face with that thing na kala mo magbibigay sa'yo ng awe, ang nasa mo na lang is, really? That's it? Now, psychologists have this, mayroon silang phenomenon na tinatawag na the tunnel effect. Anyway, kapag nung malayo ka sa sa object na hinahangad mo, sa dinidesire mo, aba, parang siya lang nilakita mo and it becomes so big, so blown out of proportion that you feel if you get this, it will make sense of your life. Your meaning will be met. Your fulfillment will be gained. Pero pagdating mo doon, shocks. Yung akala ko, magbibigay sa akin ng meaning, ng joy, ng fulfillment, oops, actually, it's just another thing amongst many that I thought would give me. And so, I want to ask this. Let's have a bit of all honesty. Tignan mo yung katabi mo. Tignan mo sa kanya. Maging honest ka. Would you say that you are living for the longest time, you've been looking at this world and you have just lost your wonder. As if this world had nothing else to offer you and you are just dead bored. Kung sakali, then here's the next thing I want to bring to your attention. If that's the case, then perhaps your object of all is wrong or misplaced. You see, when Paul was discussing the issue of Romans, he said this, they claimed to be wise, and so what did they do? They became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. At the heart of every human problem, as I said before, is that there is the issue of exchange. For something else. God is the source of affection and intimacy and love. But we exchange him for family, for friend, probably even for an immoral relationship, for a guy or a girl that you know cannot fully satisfy you. And while that's a good thing, when you put everything, all that you have on that particular thing, someday it's going to give way. Someday it's not going to be able to support your needs. Someday it's not going to be able to be there simply because human beings can die, can leave, then that moment, you're opening yourself to destruction. God is the source of security. Pero we exchange the security of God for the security of our job. Possibly that we exchange the security of God for the security of our own ability, for the security of our own um, achievement, for the security of your wonderful resume and your wonderful market value. Now, when we look at this, we come to a realization. Ayun, sabi ni David Foster Wallace, there is no such thing as atheism. There is no such thing as not worshiping. Everybody worships. Everybody is in awe. The only choice we get is what to worship. And then the next thing that pinasadahan ni David Foster Wallace, just so you would know, 
Go to David Foster Wallace. Hindi po siya pastor. Hindi siya theologian. He's not even a Christian in any sense of the word. He's an outspoken atheist. But this atheist interviewed David Foster. And this is what he said, which is funny because it's coming from him, an intellectual. If you're someone who seeks to know it all, you will find that whenever you come to the end of your knowledge and you find your own inadequacy, it will be crushing to you. And you will have died a thousand times over in your inability and insufficiency. If you are someone who loves your own beauty, balang araw, tatanda ka, papangit ka, magkakalimpad ka, and all your makeup, and all your muscles will not be able to hide it. And as you watch that object, of your awe and worship. Because yourself, kung gano'n ka kagwapo, kung gano'n ka kaganda, kung gano'n ka kamacho, kung gano'n ka, ka sexually appealing, as you lose that, you will die in your heart again and again as each single day passes. Kung ikaw naman, ang, ang mahalaga sa'yo ay yung network mo at nagkakasakit ka at unti-unti sa maintenance, sa bills, naubos yung pera mo, all your bank account, as it slowly loses the numbers it has, you will feel the fact, the pain, the reality that you have come to worship and it's now out to destroy you. And I want to ask you now, may ganun ka ba sa buhay mo? Now to help you identify, gagawin natin in the next 10-15 minutes is I'm going to walk us through the history of the Bible and show us the history of all wrongedness, starting from the beginning up to where we are today. You see, it all began in the garden. Nung si Adam and Eve, andun sila, anong binigay sa kanila ni God? Lahat. Uh, if they needed food, anong gagawin nila? Magtatrabaho, magbibildo, magpapasang grocery, bibili? No. Gagawin na nila? Huy, mansalas. Kuha, haga, tapon, next. Um, and in that garden, what, what really strikes me is the fact that the Adam and Eve, they could talk to God face to face. There was fellowship there. And I doubt that there would be any problem where God is a straightforward, unhindered fellowship with you. But while they were there, while they were experiencing God, the beauty of creation, Dumating si Satan, and he told them, Uy, alam niyo ba, if you eat this particular fruit, ano makuha niyo? You will be like God, knowing good and evil. And at that moment, instead of being in awe of God, yung mga binigay niya sa kanila, the very life they had, the very breath they had, the very freedom by which they could enjoy every other tree in the garden, and they could name animals, and they have dominion over all things. What happened to them? They were in awe of God's position. They wanted to get control. They wanted to be like God. And when that happened, not only did sin enter the world, every single human problem came along with it. The very next thing that we find after they had an all-wrongedness, desiring God's position, desiring control over their lives, was this. They had all for sin. Um, yung next story is si Cain at si Abel. 
himself. And so one of the reasons why many people don't step up in ministry is simply because they have an awe of our personal ability. This is in a different slide. Yeah. So that's why when he was in there, uh, one of the responses, Lord, you kaya kong gawin. Now, it's interesting because personal ability can be two extreme opposite or wrongness. On the one hand, it can make you so proud. But when it's broken, it can make you so self-deprecating that you don't even want to do what God has commanded you just because you've lost sight of what He wants and all your awe, your fascination broken on yourself is now crippled and gone. Now, see Moses, he wasn't the only one like that. But it's it's uh, weirder the second time around. Bakit? Kasi si Moses na, na bring out the Israelites from Egypt and with Joshua bring them into the promised land and eventually there came a point where they now had a nation, they had a king. But in the face of a single giant, yung buong Israelite camp could not do anything. They were terrified and they were petrified. And so si Goliath, he issued a call, who of you wants to fight me? The soldiers wouldn't want to fight because this is a mighty giant. He's gonna destroy us. The generals in Saul's army would not want to fight because itong giant na to, kaya kaya niya with just his fingers and if you look at the, the description of his weapons, and no joke that if your sword is heavier than the average human being they forgot the fact that when the giants formerly were in the land, who drove them out? It was God. Uh, when Pharaoh and his mighty chariots were against them, who stopped them from destroying them? It was God. And all amidst of that mighty army, there was only one kid with an advantage. A little kid named David. At ang balak niya is not, I am well versed in the sling. I have awesome stones. Hindi, ang balak niya, he defied the wrath of the Almighty God. I come against you in the name of Jehovah, Lord of Heaven's armies. You see, many times, one of the reasons why we are so hard because we are fascinated negatively with our problems that we forget to see that there is a God greater, that there is a God mightier, there is a God with a redemptive history, a redemptive track record that far outmatches every single anxiety and fear that you and I have. Now, um, it's interesting because the guy before David, Saul, he had an all wrongness for people's face. Uh, si David, eventually, napalitan niya si Saul as king. Kasi, ito si Papi Saul, uh, he had this wonderful habit where God commands him to do something and when people start telling him to do otherwise, anong gagawin niya? He would follow the voice of the masses. Uh, page 1, sabi ni God, hintayin mo muna ako bago ka sumugod, offer a sacrifice, wait for Samuel, and then go and win. And what did Saul do? Oh my gosh, it's a good Samuel. Because the people, they were starting to leave the camp, leave the tent, 
because they didn't know what to do. And instead of waiting on God, ang ginawa ni Saul, okay, tagal ni Samuel, tagal nung directed ni Lord, get me a bull, I will sacrifice here and now. Kesa umalis yung mga tao at isipin nila yung hindi ko alam yung gagawin next. But to be fair, hindi naman niya talaga alam dapat yung gagawin next. He was supposed to wait on God. And the other incident was when God asked, no, God never asked, God commanded Saul to wipe out the Amorites. Ano ginawa niya yung Saul? Sige, patayin natin lahat except for yung offer natin kay God. In fact, ibibigay natin doon sa mga tauhan natin mamaya. And when simple thing, pinagalitan niya si Saul, notice how wrong his all was at this point. Sabi ni Samuel, the Lord regrets making you king. Now, when God regrets, you better bet you did a very, very bad thing. And of course, God doesn't change his mind. Hindi, hindi siya sabi ni God na kung pwede hindi kita gawin ng hari, hindi kita gagawin ng hari. What he's saying my sorrow against you is really great. And you know what Saul does next? Hindi ka umiyak. Hindi ka, may sabi Samuel, Samuel, intercede for me that God would forgive me. Ang sabi niya, I know that the Lord is angry against me, but do not leave yet. Offer the sacrifice and give are not honoring to God. I don't delve into that. Sinasabi ba ng iba that I'm not just fun because there are many activities that I don't go with them for. But there are certain movies I won't join them with and yet they all want it. You see, the moment that you desire people's praise, number one, it's cricket. Mabago-bago siya. Uh, one day people want song and the next day they're singing song has killed his thousands, killed his tens of thousands. You're rooted in what people say about you, and you're fascinated by wow, I'm not going to go like the FB, wow, I'm not going to go there. If that's your fascination, then wait until people start unfollowing you by some weird issue that you got involved in, by some weird post that you said, and wait until that touches your heart. Saul has a, had an all wrongness for people's praise, and many of us have that still today. How about ito? Eventually, And the head was made of gold, and that represents you, for you are the head of this kingdom. But then after it, my own bronze. Because there will come a kingdom after you, not as strong as you, but a kingdom and empire nonetheless. 
And then, masunod may mga halo-halo ng uh, stones referring to our current day where you have multiple countries, multiple nations. And instead of my new second party BBK, yung statue daw na yun, ay gano'n siya kalaki, there came a stone from the mountain, rolled down and destroyed it, and from it, there came a voice that said that there will be a kingdom without end that will destroy every other and will be murdered. Ang ginawa ni King Nebuchadnezzar that he created a golden statue kasi he was the golden head. Nice! And eventually, it, it made him uh, attempt to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the, the best friends of David. Uh, bakit? Kasi he had an awe for his self-achievement. What he had done, what he could do, all his personal glory. And then there was this day when he stood outside of his palace his human mind and made him an animal and he stayed in the garden untrimmed fingernails eating the grass having the dew fall upon his face and body for seven years. God brought this man, his self-achievement through doctrine. And at the end, dumating sa point na sinabi niya, the Lord is in the heavens, he does whatever he pleases. The verse in the Bible that most was fascinated with the idea of leadership. So, ginawa niya, pinatay niya lahat ng kapatid niya, 
and the people of, of Beth Shemesh, they saw them as the leaders, and eventually they become enamored with another leader, and so they fight it out, they kill each other, because it doesn't matter what's right or wrong, what matters is that I get what I want, the leadership that I want, the position, the power, the fame that I want, and so they started redefining their moral boundaries because they had the ability to do so. And the book of Judges ends with this stark line. In those days, everyone did what was right in their own eyes, for Israel had no king. Now, if you and I have it all wrong in this, this is what happens. Sabini Paul, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, godators, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, and no mercy. Now, I want you to look at that list. And as I look at it, I see myself too. And as we see, Ruth and Genovok, I want us to ask this next question. If earlier we were honest about the fact that we have in some ways been dull to the world, we also have to be honest in the fact that while we've been dull to God and His created order, we have not been dull to certain things which we would rightly call idols. What are you in awe of? Could it be that at this point, now, you are in awe of control, Jimmy B, spreading gossip in your office just to get that promotion? Why not? Um, could it be that at this point in time, you are in awe of yourself, and so you are arrogant, you are boastful. Could it be that you are in awe of your own personal ability, that you criticize everyone, you you, have, you speak derogatively to others, you look down on others, and in many ways, you are offending everyone around you. Or how about this? Maybe you are in awe Than your father. You've been so you've been so caught up in this particular issue or concern in your life that you have forgotten who God is. Because in your eyes, you have seen this thing as big. Or if maybe you have an awe for people's praise. And at this point, it's crushing you how all of a sudden not everyone likes you, how the seven of Christian people stop inviting you to their hangouts. And you suddenly have this temptation to give in, to compromise. And you gladly would. In fact, maybe you even got it right. What are you in awe of? Because fundamentally, every single problem comes to this. When we're in awe of something else other than God, expect your life to get messy. So what? We've talked about the identity that we have, and we were wired for all. But now we're talking about all wrongness. But let me tell you that actually you can recalibrate your all. And actually, this is the whole point of Christmas. You see, the gospel restores our all of God. Now, Brother Khan, it's weird that you spent over 40 minutes talking about all and, and diving into idolatry. Then you're in capacity for your Christmas. How does this fit in? Simply that. 
Sabi Paul sa Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Um, if you are in awe for God's position without Him, the person, well, the Christmas story is this, that when God saw that man was trying to get control for himself, when, God, when man was striving to get the attributes, the ability, the power, the control that God has, instead of shunning us, ano ginawa ni God? He came down in the form of a helpless baby to tell man, you are seeking for control. You have none. But I have come to reclaim control and to bring it back to where it belongs, to you, where your life can find its center, not in you, but in God. And when God is in the right place, as I see rules, every lower priority finds its rightful position and flourishes under the guidance of God. Christmas is when Jesus decided that he would come, relinquish us of the control that we could not sustain, that we could not rightfully use, give it back to him, and in surrender, find restoration for our souls. Ito, kung enamored ka sa sarili mo, what the gospel does is that it kills you. Uh, in fact, when Jesus came, uh, see Herod, while the wise man sought to worship Jesus, Herod sought to kill Jesus, sought to kill the king of Jesus. Because he knew that when Jesus came, he came to dethrone Herod and to reinstate the rightful king. If you are in awe of yourself, let me tell you this. Jesus did not give up. Jesus did not say, Sige, bahala ka. Jesus said, I have come. It's time for you to get down. And it's time for me to sit where I fall. Now, if you are in awe of your personal ability, just like Moses, you will come to a point where you will find the end of your personal ability. You will despair. But Jesus totally rids you of this. Ang sabi niya is this. For by grace, we have been saved through faith, not by works. Bakit? Because in your own, you cannot achieve God's acceptance, and neither can you achieve that which you think will give you fulfillment. But in Christ, you are free from yourself and you're given a different power and a different focal point by which your life revolves. You are not the champion, but Jesus is. And when you come to the gospel, when you come to Christmas, we surrender our power in exchange for God's. And ito, if you and I are forgetful, when Jesus came, he didn't just came to remind us in history, you have this shout. You have this reminder. There was a time when David came to bless mankind with his presence. Jesus was there. And in him, not only do you know, not only have you heard, but just like Job, we see, we say, now we have finally seen. And when Jesus died on the cross, while he took away our sin, he didn't just give us righteousness, he allowed the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. And then again, the Holy Spirit, He reminds us of all things that Jesus came to tell us. If 
you are in awe of your first love of Jesus. The gospel says you will lose it all someday. But yet Jesus in Christ, that will last for all eternity. And you recognition among Kuamabon. It's not simply the recognition of the people around us, but the recognition of God Himself. And so if you are in all wrongness for people's sakes, the gospel, Christmas is that God has come to give you regard, to give you praise. One that doesn't change, one that isn't fickle, but one that is rooted in Him and Him alone. And at the end of all things, before the created order, before the angels, before demons, before the redeemed, before the damned, He will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm the new king of the land of God. And Christmas is also when you and I receive restores the joy in the Lord. What? Joy in the Lord? Yeah. Because Christmas, you don't need to make the law something that would make you happy because the law already makes you happy. If the law, which comes from the heart of God, is seen rightly, then all of a sudden, yung kamay niya, it stops becoming a burden, it stops becoming a trigger. The duty and the light no longer different, come together, and they are one forevermore. And so, the gospel reading is this, that Jesus came to steal our gaze from the things of the world back to himself. And ultimately on the cross, whatever you are seeking, he came to steal that. If for the longest time your security has been in your on the cross, you find your inability. That's why Jesus had to die. Because you can't. But he lived the life he could and died the death that you should for you to be saved. If you are looking for love, well, on the cross, isn't that a wonderful display that when you weren't loving him, he loved you still and pursued you. And he was willing to buy you with his own blood. Sabi ni Francis Thompson, the hound of heaven, he pursued you through the arches, through the years, through the ages, through the eons, even through my own sin and my own depravity. And so, I ask you this. Have you come to an awe recalibration? Have you come to be in awe of God in Christ through the Holy Spirit, through His gospel? And as we unpack this new series, actually, this is what we'll be doing. We'll be pointing your gaze away from the things of the world into Christ. And we pray that as you look on Him, your awe would stay with Him and your awe would remain. And it's going to be a battle, but it's a battle you and I can fight and win. At this point, I'm about to end. But this battle for all, we admit, is not something we can win on our own. That's why uh, I love this This is a confession, but at the same time, a petition. The song goes, Won't you gaze how great and better daily I praise, praise to thee. Let that goodness light affect me. Thy 
Jesus Christ and His gospel. Have a wonderful time. 